0: Good morning everyone and welcome to The Drive. Uh, Today is May 20th, it is Thursday, getting towards the end of the week and I hope your week is going well, going good, I don't know which is the proper well or good, I was never good at that. (laughs) Um, But it is a nice day at least here in the morning in uh, the south, 75 degrees right now. And, uh, God is good. He's still on the throne. We're continuing on in Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible. And, um, we are on verse 73. And again, in the description, you guys, I put the verses there. So, if you want to visually, like, follow along as you're audibly listening... To the podcast, uh, you can do that. Just uh, an idea, or if you have your actual Bible, you can open it up. I always prefer an actual Bible. I mean, there's some instances where I have to use my phone because I forgot my Bible, but I always love the onion skin, the the Bible, the feel, just holding a Bible. You know, (laughs) and uh, call me old school, but you know, my pastor was always like, and this. This was like, you know, 15, 16 years ago. He was always like, "Read your Bible, you know. Uh, back then, you didn't have it on your phones. But I, I like actual Bibles. I like the feel of it. I like turning the pages. I like highlighting it, I, you know what I mean, underlining, marking it up like crazy. Like, I love uh, doing that. But anyway, that's a side note. Uh, so, verse 73 of Psalm uh, 119 Uh, Says, your hands have made me and fashioned me, give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. I just, I love that. Your hands have made me. We're uh, fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible says, right? And God has made us and he's created us. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. He's fashioned us. I mean, with our unique characteristics, Uh, that was, those aren't an accident, right? Um, and, again, he, you know, the psalmist tags almost all of this stuff, almost <laughs> um, not all of the verses, but many of the verses he tags with, give me understanding according to your word. Like, he wanted to understand and know God and what he said. And so should we, right, as believers, we should want to know and grow in the truth. In verse 74 he says, those who fear you will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in your word. You fear you. Fearing God is this reverential, awe struck, eyes popped open, jaw dropped to the ground kind of picture. God is almighty. We revere him. We fear him. We, it's not an irrational fear, it's completely rational because God is all powerful. And it's not like we fear him, like, we're scared for our lives, shaking in our boots kind of thing, but it's like, God, you are magnificent. Like, there's no words, really, that can portray or reflect how powerful and good God is, how amazing he is. Like, there's no words to, I, I don't think, to encapsulate or capture, you know, God's character can try, and you can get a well-rounded picture, and that's what Scripture does, right? Scripture gives us a well-rounded picture of who God is and of how God is, and it's a beautiful thing. But he says, I hope in your word. He says, I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. First of all, your judgments are right. I love that. He says, I know. I know your judgments are right. He doesn't say, well, I don't agree with you here, Lord. But he emphatically, matter-of-factly says, I know your judgments are right. Do you know that? Do you know that God is a just judge, that everything he does is just, perfectly? I know your judgments are right. I love that. That is faith, right? Trusting God's Word, what it says, and living it out, acting it out, doing what it says. Love that. And it says, here's the crazy thing, though. He says, in, that, in faithfulness you have afflicted me. First of all, God is faithful. Okay? We know that. God is faithful to deliver us. He's faithful to save. He's faithful to lift us up. He's faithful to help us. He's faithful um, to give us strength and wisdom. He's faithful to... Uh, lead us, to guide us, to bring clarity in certain situations. I mean, straight up, God is faithful. But notice what the psalmist says in verse 75. In faithfulness you have afflicted me. Now some would go, some would have concerns over that, going, what in the world? Yeah, uh, how is God faithful to afflict me? And here's the thing, and this is interesting because last night in midweek Bible study, we talked about Exodus 17 where, um, you know, the affliction, the difficulty the difficulty that we face, God doesn't do that to torture us. He does that to test our faith. Why? To build up our faith. Everything that God does and allows in our lives is to build us up in the faith. He's not trying to break us down and get us out of there. Like, that's, that's the devil, right? That's the enemy. But God, everything he does, everything he allows, he's faithful to build up our faith. Again, corny saying that I've said over and over the years, everything that we go through, we can grow through. If we see every affliction and storm as an opportunity to be built up and refined and strengthened and growing in perseverance and endurance, then we can actually rejoice. And we can say, God, you're faithful, you're faithful to actually, you know, allow that in my life. Psalmist says, "Let I pray your merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to your word to your servant." Merciful kindness, what an amazing phrase, right? Merciful kindness. God gives us mercy every morning because why? Just for the fun of it? No, because he's kind. Kindness goes a a long way. So as God is kind to us, may we reciprocate and reflect that to others as we go about our day-to-day lives. He says, let your tender mercies come to me that I may live. Hmm. Mercy. Mercy is a big theme throughout these psalms. He says, for your law is my delight. And again, a repetitive thing. My delight. Your word is my delight. Can we say that today? Can we say, man, I love God's word. I'm so thankful for it. I just rejoice in it. I delight in it. If not, it's time to dig in even more. Because the more you dig into the God's word, the treasure trove of his word, the more you realize it's riches spiritually. The more you're going to get built up, the more you're going to hear from God. It's all good. It's all good things of getting in God's word. He's, he says, he says, Uh, Let the proud be ashamed, for they treated me wrongfully with falsehood, but I will meditate on your precepts. So he's like, you know what? The proud are coming against me. He already had mentioned this before, but I'm not going to be, you know, they're going to be ashamed. They treated me wrongly, but what I'm going to do is meditate upon your precepts, your word, your ways, your scripture. What you meditate on will consume you. And so what are you meditating on? What are you letting consume you? Let the Lord's word, let the scriptures consume you. And the way to do that is to meditate on it, ponder it, think about it throughout the day. Use it in your speech, in your day, in your journaling, in your day-to-day lives. You know. It says in verse seventy-nine, "Let those who fear you turn to me; those who know your testimonies." And so. May we be influences for those around us, influences of the Lord. Let us help others know His testimonies. Like, you might not be a total Bible scholar, but you know enough of the Word to help someone who's new in the faith. Or you know enough of the Word to help someone who has barely been in the Scriptures. Like, you know enough, even if you just know John three sixteen for God so I love the world. Like you know enough to tell someone and teach someone what that means. Last verse, eighty. Let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes, that I may not be ashamed. Let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes. Now, our goal should be, by God's strength through the Holy Spirit, keep to keep God's Word, to follow what it says. Now, I always have to qualify this because there are times where we mess up. There are times where we drift away. There are times where instead of, you know, depending and going deeper in God's Word, we stay surface level and make our own decisions without his leading through his Word and things kind of mess up. And we go, oh, oops, (laughs) I got i got to go back to now. There are those times. I'm not saying that's okay, but I'm saying we're not perfect, that we can't perfectly keep this word. There are doctrines out there who uh, teach sinless perfection. Like, I perfectly keep God's word every single day, all the time. I do not mess up. Well, that's not true at all. You know, I know that because we're human and we have this one life and we're all imperfect, but we are being perfected. And we're not going to actually be completely perfected until that day we're with the Lord in heaven. So if you're here on earth, you're going to mess up, you know. You're going to have faults. You're going to fail here and there. But our goal, our motivation, our passion should be to keep God's word, to be blameless regarding it. In other words, see what it says and do what it says. And have grace, you know. Remember, the psalmist wasn't like, be rigid. God is rigid. He's wrathful. You mess up once, boom, taken out. Uh uh. Not at all. That's not our God. We already read uh, out of all these 80 verses we went over that God is merciful. Over and over he says he is merciful. He recognizes that. Praise God. But that shouldn't stop us from desiring to follow in God's ways, be in his will, and follow his word, right? That's what we get to do. He's faithful. So may we be faithful. God bless you guys and have an amazing Thursday.